0: Aloha, this is Enki, you know me as Aquarius, and this is our age, the Satayuga, time to celebrate with us. We have programs on all chakra tantra, love styles and relationship choices, counseling strategies and techniques that you can use at home. We have extraterrestrial radio where we deal with alienology, paranormal people, and we have an experiencers network. We have a section called Ancient Aliens, and the programs therein are Enki Speaks, Nimma, the Mother of Humanity, has her program, and we revise ancient anthropology. And most important of all, we have Peace Paradigms. Because this is the age of peace, harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding, no more falsehoods or derisions, golden living dreams of visions, mystic crystal revelations, and the mind's truth. Liberation. Liberation.
1: style sexual loving right for you now at this time of your life. celibate, Country. Bisexual.
2: Trisexual. Polyamorous.
0: Monogamous.
2: Swing. Pansexual. Cyberloving and more.
0: What's important is that you choose whatever love style is right for you at this time of your life.
2: Call
1: 646-649-0893 and join our chat room. On Love Styles Radio, you learn how to make whatever style loving you choose work ethically, consistently, and effectively.
2: And here are your hosts, Sasha and Janet Lesson.
1: Hello, everybody. and <laughs> Welcome to Aquarian Radio, com. And this is an episode of a new show that we're launching today for 2018 called Tantra Talk, and our guests are Scott and Melanie McClure, and my co-host is Dr. Sasha Lesson, and uh, I think what we're going to have to do is mute our phones in between because we're getting some feedback, and I'm not sure why that's happening, but um, hi, sweetheart. Are you there? Are you there? Sasha.
0: I'm here, but there's a mute button through my phone. I don't know what that means.
1: Okay, never mind. Don't mute, and you're—it sounds like you're down a well, and I'm not sure what to do about that. So this may not work. We might have to try another platform. <laughs> so,
0: um, I'll just come what? next to you and yell in your—I'll come next to you and yell in your ear.
1: Okay, come next to me. Okay, we're gonna hang up that one. And that might eliminate some of our feedback. So come on in here, honey. We'll talk to each other on the phone. All right. I'm switching over to speaker on we I'm going to try that as well. See? Okay. Can you hear me? Let's see. Yep. Scott, can you hear me? Yes. Melanie. Scott. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. We're- we're figuring out the bugs on the system. I don't know why it's just not uh, working very well, but we'll we'll power through this. So anyway, welcome to 2018. How is everything for you?
2: Fantastic. We're kicking off the new year with a bang and uh, lots of exciting things happening to spread Tantra to the world.
1: Great. Right. This is our Tantra Outreach World. And was it was
0: kind of, perfectly appropriate for Tantra people to start the year off with a bang. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so we were uh, so delighted to join you in in Austin in October. <laughs> Sasha's funny. And um, can you tell our listeners about the program that we presented? And, uh, what was going on? We were in your house for two weeks. It was it was an amazing time for us. You have this incredible community there in Austin It, it uh, flows over to Houston and the surrounding area. But tell us a little bit more about what yeah, we sure. did.
2: Well, well, first of all, it was an honor to have you guys come join us and uh, work with us and teach us some of the great things that you um, have been doing for so many years. Uh, we basically joined forces to create a combination program. Uh, you guys did a sacred sexuality weekend, and we worked with people throughout the week in private lessons. And then we did a, um, a sexual empowerment class that incorporates Tantra into having people totally own their, their sexual power. And then one of the coolest things that happened is we are working with some folks out of uh, California to create a reality TV show. And so we are right now working on The Sizzle, or the promotion that we'll be presenting to Showtime and HBO and those guys. Um, uh, based on what we filmed and we also basically filmed uh, all of the sexual empowerment workshop as well as a party afterwards to show people what really, you know, Tantra living looks like because it's uh, it's not necessarily normal. <laughs> we want to show people, you know, what it's like to live Tantrically in all of its glory and, uh, and all the ups and downs and so forth. So, um, it was a, a real joy to, to share it and Teach it, and um, and we'll see what happens when we, when we finish the editing product.
1: Right, we're, we're working on uh, getting that sizzle. That's out of our hands right now. It's in the hands of the producers, so we're waiting for yep. them. Yeah, do you have yep. any updates? Okay, and,
2: what did they say? Um, going another... to... What's that
1: did you get any updates from the producers?
2: Oh, um, not other than the fact that they're in the process of editing. You know, they filmed about sixty hours of material, so it'll take uh, a little while to find the few minutes that are really key. We're also um looking at taking what we filmed and maybe making some other videos that that can help people as well. But uh it's so it might be another couple of weeks before the editing's finished in the meantime, um, we were also invited to go back to England on the morning show. And uh, the original video or the interview that they did with us was so successful that they're flying us out to England to do a follow-up. And I believe over a million people have seen the first video. So we're hoping to get a, a big response a second time around too and um, help spread out to everyone out there that doesn't know about it.
1: Uh, I miss where you're going to say the town or. It's a or London, break. England.
2: Um, the uh, Morning oh, Show in okay. London is flying us out next week to um, do a follow-up interview with the Morning Show with Phil and Holly.
1: Oh, congratulations! That's wonderful. So, yeah, uh, Melanie, what's things? Uh, what's happening with you? What? How is this for you? How do you feel? Tell us about what's going. on.
3: Well, last year, 2017, was a a busy year with lots of stuff going on, lots of traveling. And right now I'm enjoying being at home and enjoying taking some restful time for relaxation and reading and just enjoying some downtime.
1: You had a rock star schedule last year. You went to all kinds of places. Yeah, it was very yeah, you want to busy, lots of
3: traveling. Around? Huh?
2: Do you want to share where we went and
3: what we did? Oh, yeah. Well, last spring we went to Hawaii and met you guys and um, got it? to start learning from y'all. And then we went to, um, let's see, we went in July, we went to New Orleans and taught at a sexual freedom convention and then we went and enjoyed um, a Level 5 and Beyond Tantra retreat from some of our other teachers that we took as students, and we taught several intensive workshops throughout the year ourselves, and we went on a long road trip to the West Coast and went to Burning Man, the California Tantra Festival, and Naughty in L.A. where we taught, and a couple's cruise where we taught, and... Then we went to Cancun and taught Tantra at Desire, and this month we went to Washington, D.C., and enjoyed touring D.C., and um, taught a little bit of Tantra out there, and came back, spent lots of time with family, his family, my family, friends, and finally getting some nice downtime and just cuddling with our dogs and each other, and Reading and relaxing.
1: Wow, that was amazing, Tasha. What would you like to say? Well, Where do you want to start this? Show?
0: Oh, what I've been uh, uh, very interested in is the generalization of the uh, chakra system that we use in all chakra t- tantra to the whole planet, to the Earth, so that when you get not just look at yourself in terms of say your first chakra, your your emotional self, and your protectors of your emotion you could say the same thing about the whole uh, earth how people are everyone is concerned with security uh, and uh, yet and freedom at the same time you go up through the chakras you go to the erotic uh, chakra and the power chakra the love chakra the communication chakra uh, the uh, vision chakra and the spiritual chakra and you realize that the same system that you can use to see a balanced human being uh, who's uh, integrating all those functions and uh, judiciously from a a center, uh, applying them to their life could also hold for nations and for the whole world. And that's what I've been thinking of lately. So,
1: excuse me. What about you,
0: Janet? I'm
1: sorry. I just took a drink. Um, You know, I I came into this new year, it's the 3rd of January, and I'm very inspired to create uh, peace and uh, consciousness and people having conscious, healthy relationships. And I know Tantra is uh, one of the critical factors of creating conscious relationships. And so I'm very excited about continuing this work and Looking to our next whatever we create together, we kind of everybody the whole world shut down for the holiday season. <laughs> it was like almost impossible to get anything done over the holiday season. So we, you know, it is a good time to relax and chill and just hang out with family and friends and that type of thing. So that's that's good. But that's the um, the downtime, and now it's time for us to get busier and make things happen because we're living in the most exciting times ever. It's the best of days. <laughs> what is that? Was that the, I agree. It was, it was the worst times and the best of times each day. And so I'm looking for the yeses, for the, the juiciness, the aliveness, the, the consciousness in each and every moment, and looking for ways that I can instill that in humanity, uh, because it's really time to to turn the tides once again, into this Aquarian age of peace and love. And that's what Tantra is about. It's about getting in touch of um, that part of you, that awakens your kundalini, that reconnects to source, that connects to your beloved, that creates conscious families and children and, and relationships. And it's a lot of work, but it's, it's fun to do, and it's just a lot of work. It doesn't happen just naturally. It takes uh, a little bit of time. And effort. And so that's what we were doing. It was teaching relationship skills and going into the core and uncovering your wounds and um, how to get rid of, rid of and pass these wounds and integrate yourself into wholeness and consciousness and awareness. So, anyway, that's what that was kind of like my dream and my dreams the last two days. Um, I'm going to pass this, the talking stick to somebody else. Would you like to talk about? 2018, what it means for you, what you're leaving behind, and what you're starting, Sasha. And then we'll go roundtable there.
0: Um, okay, so oh, we'll don't forget tantra your books, for too. Me. Oh yeah,
1: go ahead, your turn.
0: Okay, what, what tantra um, uh, means to me is is a uh, the ability to form a coherent field with other people, uh, and um, to once you master your uh, inner uh, chakras, your energy centers, you can selectively Uh, Open up your power chakra, uh, for example, in business, but keep your sexual chakra uh, protected and and so forth. So it's such an incredible uh, tool to start to uh, use and to analyze and to see where it is you need to pace and then uh, lead others with whom you're uh, dealing with. And you could apply that to diplomacy uh, uh, if ever our uh, diplomatic core is restored uh, because the chakra system is a way of relating to all people
1: back to you guys. What does 2018 mean for you? How are we going to create conscious communities in a conscious world together?
2: Well, first of all, I think that Scott, we are definitely in a period of awakening. And um, I, I think we're in a spiritual evolution time right now. And I, I see that all over the place, people are kind of waking up and being um, more connected and conscious, and um, so what's going on with themselves and the world. And I really see—I um, don't know what to call it other than uh, spiritual evolution or awakening. Um, the, uh, I, I, you know, in contra, I think is a big part of that. You know, it's funny—we just saw um, Star Wars, uh, the latest one, last night. And one of the things that hit me is like the Force is real. You know, <laughs> it's like—it's like, it's like uh, sci-fi and everything, but the, the energy that's between us and around us. It's very much real, and when you breathe and slow down and notice, um, you can start to get in touch with that and use it in amazing ways to connect more deeply with other people and with the earth. And um, that's one of, the, just one of the many amazing things that um, Tantra does is it allows uh, people to connect with each other. And it's one thing to intellectually know we're all connected. It's another thing to actually feel the connection that you have with other people, actually take on their emotions and feelings and orgasms and um, you know connect with the earth. And, and feel uh, the living, you know, breathing, um, you know, uh, beings all, all around us and so forth. So it's it's really kind of uh, cool that I feel like you know we're in a world where people are evolving into Jedi's or something. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> have yet to do the telekinesis stuff, but uh, it's it's like uh, it's like a magic world that's opening up. People become aware of it.
1: Were you watch Star the
2: Wars. What, you oh, watching I've always been a Star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. And love is the key.
1: Love uh, is the answer. How about you, honey? Uh the answer. It definitely is the answer. That's one thing. Every time I I get there, and you know, I get a lot of people calling me, and they're in a panic, and they have trauma and drama, and and then this and that, and it's, it, it it just seems like each story is worse than the, the one before, and and at the end of it, uh, you know, just focus on love. if you can't do anything else. Other than that, just turn around and count your blessings and focus on love. We, we all go through trials and tribulations, and we come out the other so, side, you know, and um, love truly is the answer. Is that, what they, is that the answer of that movie? I didn't see it yet. <laughs> no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> um,
2: I don't think it was the latest movie, but it's other, other movies. Before. I think and it's, it's the key is love and acceptance of yourself, too. I think when people... I'm um, you know, stressed out so far It's just stopping, breathing And knowing that everything is, is perfect uh, One of the lessons that's been coming to me the last few months Is that there is kind of a I think a divine plan Or there's, you know, I can just trust, relax And know that everything is working out just the way it's supposed to be because sometimes the, the greater cosmos Is a better plan for me than I have Myself And when I really stop and look I can see evidence for that all around me I have pro which means the universe is out to support me And the more – I believe that the more I see evidence of it, and it's a beautiful way to live, you know, knowing that you're part of something grander than yourself. And so uh, – and, you know, when I'm ever trying to make a decision, I always just come from love and what would love do. And um, that makes it easier. And if it's two choices that I have trouble choosing between because I like them both, I choose both and all. Um, I think that's tantric as well. i it all.
0: Go ahead, sweet. Oh, yeah. On. One of the most dramatic uh, things uh, was with you, uh, Scott, actually, uh, because it's acceptance of all parts of ourselves uh, that allows us to really meet our basic needs. And so, uh, you know, there's parts of us uh, that we push down be- uh, because it was unsafe or uh, inappropriate to express them. But if we ask what those parts really need, uh, we start to really uh, be able to. Uh, Orchestrate and coordinate uh, what we're doing in the world. And so, one of the hardest things for uh, most people to accept is the part that they have really fiercely aggressive parts in past lives where they may have uh, killed people and things like that. And coming in contact with those kind of things
2: and realizing
0: those are just uh, uh, traces that you can really say part of me that could kill other people in other lives. What do you need here and now? And what you probably always need for a part like that is appropriate uh, assertion. And so I, I, I actually saw you, Scott, go through that. It was totally beautiful. Would you like to relate a little bit about yes. your experience there? Sure.
2: Um, you know, one of the cool things about tantra is that since Mel and I have really been practicing together for the last nine years, that we've had we've had these amazing experiences. Just got better and better. Like we keep thinking. Our love life can't possibly get better, and yet something new happened. But all of a sudden, well, <laughs> And one of the latest things that happened that they are alluding to is that I got in touch with my past lives. And um, it was pretty profound because, you know, I had uh, done some uh, – I was kind of a warrior in night, if you will, and I'd killed people in my past. And um, it was pretty heavy at the time because I felt all this guilt and shame for what I'd done in my previous lives. And at the same time, um, I got that. I, you know, God forgives all and, you know, whatever God is. And, um, and I realized that uh, this life and all future lives also got to touch my future lives. I realized that we're in, a, in an age where killing is no longer necessary. It's no longer part of what we need to do as a species to evolve. And so it was really interesting to get a glimpse of the fact that my soul is eternal, that I can love and accept all parts of myself. I have a, a better um, patience and a better appreciation for um, accepting all people because it's like, no matter what you think you might have done or how bad, evil you think you are, whatever. I um, have a newfound appreciation and you know can love and accept anyone because we're all the same. We're all human. We're all you know uh, have flaws, but we're all ultimately love. And I you know I don't think that our base self is um, you know sinful. I believe that our base self is love and uh, anything that that we might have done is just based out of that's maybe not love is just based out of confusion or ignorance or, um, you know, conditioning of uh, uh, a world that wasn't quite ready for that. And so um, I'm, I'm really excited about our future because I got a glimpse go of the future and it all gets better from here. So, <laughs> um, but, and, and I think to your point, uh, the key is, is accepting yourself, uh, loving yourself, and just doing the best you can, and knowing that if you don't get it right in this life, you've got another life or two more <laughs> to, to get it right. So take some of the urgency and stress out of out of this life as well, knowing
0: that you have many chances. Yeah, and beautiful. You know, the more you accept yourself, the easier it is to accept other people, because you realize yeah. that uh, the things you got, you're always done by people just like us.
2: Yeah, there's nothing that can't be forgiven. There's, you know, we're all um, doing our best with what we got. And so, yeah, self-acceptance and self-love is the key. You can only love others and create love in the world um, to the extent that you love and accept yourself. So that's really a, a foundation. And, um, you know, one, one of the things you alluded to, Janet, is that the, the access to feeling this amazing energy and this connection and, um, you know, orgasmic bliss and so forth is really to delve into the icky parts and going into stuff that is maybe uncomfortable and clearing out, um, you know, trauma or it doesn't have to be trauma it could just be um, rejection or shame or fear or guilt or any of this stuff that kind of blocks us and gets in the way of us really feeling who we truly are and uh, so we're all you know, magnificent orgasmic beings and all this other stuff is we just got to clear through to, to get to who our true essential selves are. We all have divine energy within us.
1: A lot of people do not accept themselves. That is a key issue and what would you do if someone this was uh, beating themselves. This is for both you, and this is for all of you, actually, a question that we can go round table. What if you find someone that is like, oh, their, their inner critic has gone crazy and they don't accept themselves and they're, they're beating themselves up, and, or, and Tasha has his finger raised, but then we'll go round table. Oh, I think
0: uh, I say, uh, hey, I'd like to talk to your inner critic. Critic, the first thing I want you to do is criticize yourself. How good a job are you, are you doing as being a, a, a critic? Because a good critic that's what the person's doing right, what's in the right direction, and gives them a small step that they could take to improve. And if you're doing that, Critic, you're doing a good job. And uh, thank you for talking to me, Critic. Can you say when you came into uh, those life and how you've served him or her and what your interests are in the present? Thank you, Critic. Now I'm going to consult some other parts of me too. And you do that, you stop judging other people, and you start using your Critic to make your life more better.
1: What about you, Melanie? What would you do if somebody's inner critic was going crazy? How would you help them? Are you there,
3: Melanie? Are you on mute? Okay, I'm unmuted. All right, so it goes back for me. um, The beginning of our tantra meditation is just sitting in gratitude for what we have and being grateful for all the things in our lives we have to be grateful for. And focusing on the positive and just breathing in through that. And then breathing in through love and acceptance for yourself and saying to yourself, I love and accept myself, but I am perfect exactly the way I am. And just letting that sink in and breathe into it and just um, continue that meditation for as long as you need to just get situated in gratefulness and love and acceptance for yourself that's great
1: god how do you handle the situation
2: well if i encounter someone or if you uh, people that are listening if you have someone that's like a inner critic um i think the first thing is to clear what their critic is kind of like what sasha said i would first of all be uh an open listener you know if you can it, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and I think one of the most powerful things we can do to support each other is just listen. And first of all, let them clear out whatever it is that they want to say, because once, until they feel heard, they're going to kind of hold on to whatever it is they're trying to communicate or believe. And even if you don't necessarily accept it, you can be an open space called holding space to, to give them an area to vent. And one of the cool things about Tantra is that you can start to not just intellectually know we're all connected, but feel your connection with other people. So then the key is then to see if you can, um, once that's cleared, to like Melanie was saying, get them to start focusing on uh, what they can accept about their self. You know, it's like knowing that no matter what they did or what they think is wrong, it can all be forgiven or that, you know, there's good in all of us that, you know, they can start focusing on what can they learn from that or what can, get from the inner critic that's going to support you, and just have them focus back on the positive. You know, like uh, quieting the mind, um, of, you know, monkey mind. It's like going in circles around all the things you have to do or are critical about yourself and so forth. You know, meditation is really good for that, like breathing, um, slowing that down, uh, quieting the mind. And, and, again, it's your intention and your focus is really powerful. And So having your mind just focus on what are the things you are grateful for, what are the things that you appreciate and so forth, um, you know, what, what can you accept and love about yourself is a daily practice. It's something that all of us can continue to get better at. And, um, you know, we, we live in this culture where you're supposed to be modest and not say good things about yourself, but I think that's kind of, um, uh, I don't think it's being unhealthy about loving yourself and about, um, appreciating yourself. And so that's one thing that I'd like to see us do more of, but, uh, You know, it's a step-by-step, so I I guess to summarize, let's say, listen and see if you can shift your focus on on what you accept and what's positive and know that we're all the same. No matter what you think you've done or how bad um, you want to beat yourself up, you know, um, you're doing the best you can, and we're all here for a reason. We have lessons to learn, and we can all improve. And so it goes back to loving yourself, you know. And if, if you can't love yourself, love others, and know that whatever you love in others you also can only love because you have it within yourself. So anything to appreciate and love in others, you um, appreciate love within yourself by default or else you wouldn't be able to recognize it.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, we we find that this basic uh, technique that we use in Tantra of active listening where you say in your own words yeah. what you hear and you ask if you got it right and uh, is there more and, Um, get the sort of sense of what they say and and see how they feel and ask if there's anything we can do about it that's active listening, has actually been applied for world peace when um, Medehim Begin and Anwar Sadat and Jimmy Carter were at Camp David trying to get some kind of peace between Egypt. Uh, 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 Israel and the United States, and they were about to fail. And these three grandfathers who used this technique of really getting to listen to each other and feel each other and get each other's emotions, they started crying. What are our grandchildren going to say? And Sadat said, well, you know, they'll probably kill me back home for this, but I'm going to sign the peace accord. And so to this day, there is peace between Israel, uh, Egypt, and the United States because these people practice Active listening, just like we do in tantra. That's world tantra for you.
1: Great. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Do you want to uh, before I met my husband, who, where I did a lot of, I did a lot of work on myself. I took responsibility for my stuff, and I went inward and I re, retrieved the lost pieces of my soul. And then I went into one of the parts of healing is to. Uh, I'll, you know, reach out and, and start working with other people. So I'm still in my healing. I, I think that it's a lifelong process, and I'll be doing parts of it until I die. Because as soon as I get something healed, something uh, harder comes along, and it's like the challenges are still there, and that's just part of life. One of the things that, that I did in my early uh, years here in Hawaii was I developed a Tantra community. and uh, We had a toxic support system, and we were available. Yeah. We had buddies. I had five buddies that I could call at any time, uh, you know, to just be one person to wear them out. So we would rotate. we take times, uh, turns listening and uh, being listened to. And none of us were trained psychotherapists. You don't have to be. You just need to be uh, kind. Uh, uh, you hold space and you listen to people. And, of course, uh, one of the greatest difficulties of being human is sexuality, Either you have it or you don't or or it's complicated in relationships and balancing that. So um, I really encourage listeners to find and develop uh, some kind of support system. And that's what uh, we're talking about, having these conscious relationships. They're not necessarily sexual, but Tantra isn't just all about sex anyway. It's about creating a community of people that all care and love love each other. And that's what I saw when I visited your Austin Houston and it went to other states, uh, Tantra community. Everybody loved each other, and they were willing to sit down yes. in uh, in processes which were very emotional, deep, personal, intense, and uh, they sat there in non-judgment, um, you know, just their hearts open and uh, holding them when they cried, uh, witnessing them when they yelled and not running from the room or judging it was beautiful. It was an incredibly beautiful experience. And, um, you know, if everybody I – I had a couple friends a long time ago. When I met Sasha, they said, um, uh, we see Dana teaching tantra in grade school. And people go, how can you do that? Well, you can teach the basics of yoga and meditation. And as age appropriate, you can add additional information. Sure. But if everybody practiced tantra, we wouldn't have this world we have today. We'd have a planet of peace.
2: I agree. Else take time. Just to just elaborate what? on what you yeah. said, Janet, is that uh, yeah. the community, surround yourself with positive people is really important That because you become more like the people you hang out with. So, um, you know, having a community is key. And also, you, you know, another thing you said is responsibility. The key is being responsible for all the results in your life without blame and without um, – people have those two things linked, like they – make this burden like it's their fault if something goes wrong so take out the blame and the fault but responsibilities that come from of empowerment because anytime you blame someone else or you complain or you you know point the finger if all of your woes are based on something else you take away your own personal power so it's really important to know that you have the ability to change your life in any way you want that everyone has the ability to create anything they want with themselves and it, it, it's it's not anyone else's job it's not the parents fault it's not you know. Sure, you might have things to clear and so forth, but the, the base of it is recognizing that you have divinity within you. You have, you are the source of, of all your joy and all your achievements and what you want. And so, coming from I'm responsible for me, everyone saying they're responsible for themselves, is one of the keys, too, to be able to create the life that you want. Sasha, you're going to add something. Oh, that's still. Uh,
0: yes, right on. You don't, uh, others don't create your feelings, you create your. Uh your own reactions to what's coming down.
1: And what you said about hanging around people, I I, I have, uh, you know, friends that have gotten involved with people that are kind of alkies and druggies, and it changes your personality. When that's all you get, the hypercritical people, you uh, if you hang out with those people, you start like, integrating some of their flaws into your um so you're being this, right? So you may not start drinking and drugging, but there's just this um, lower mentality of blame, of shame, victim, victimizing, victimization. So uh, you gotta, you gotta just get conscious somewhere if you're in this this hamster wheel and this down spiral. And just go, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. You know, find who you are at your core, and then hang with people of like mind who have the same energy and characteristics and quality. Um, Just because you're born to people, or they're born up, you need to hang out with them if they're dragging you down. So that's one of the things that we have to be aware of. You know, who are we hanging out with? And I know my mother said that when I was a kid, (laughs) and I was I was really strong and I didn't go down that path. But it seems that the older we get, and we, you know, it's harder and harder to make friends. So it's it's better to just go out and. Find these groups that exist or help build one and start pulling yeah. into your life those people that share the same core values. And don't don't hang out with people that break down, that's all. Follow your bliss. Follow your bliss. Gosh, what did you I saw you making faces. What you, <laughs> go ahead. Or, I don't know if you're reacting positively. I'd like to hear from
2: Melanie. Okay,
1: Melanie, it's your turn. Go
3: for it. i mute. All right. Was there any question or just whatever I have to say? Uh, we're just going
1: round table with thoughts and ideas. And we're mixing up our ideas and our voices and um, just state your reality, what you want to talk about, what you agree with, what you disagree. This is an open round table panel, okay. and you can introduce new topics if you want. Okay. So
3: um, one of the things that I like to do and looking at, like, new year time and planning out how 2018 is going to be is, for me, I'm really concerned or excited about balance. So for me, I'm always um, balancing my life, inner life and outer life. So as we talked about chakras earlier, there's the balancing of chakras helps to keep us healthy, And um, always whenever I'm doing sessions with people, helping to balance chakras is one of the big things that I do. It helps to bring about ease in their body, relax the tension, relax the anxiety, elevate the mood, and just bring our bodies into alignment. And then also just balancing um, all of the dualities of life. So balancing my work with play, balancing activity with periods of restfulness, balancing um, being with friends and being by myself, balancing um, going on adventures and traveling with being at home and just, you know, finding balance. And as I look at the new year, I like to figure out how am I going to design my life so that it is my ideal life and finding balance in it. So sometimes I can get a little too excited with um, adventures and travel and whatnot, and I like to come back to balance, what feels balanced for me. So that goes back to why I'm enjoying reading and snuggling right now. So much activity and adventure and socializing I've been doing lately, so now I'm balancing out with just periods of restfulness and quiet. And, um, yeah, and I feel like that's a very tantric practice is finding balance within ourselves and our bodies and our outer world as well.
1: I agree. I, I love how you, you have your beautiful dogs and kitties and you can come home and snuggle. You've created a wonderful tantric temple, a place to live that's cozy and comfortable and um. Project withdrawal. You go out in the world and you're public, and you uh, do your outreach program, and you you touch people's hearts, minds, and souls, and you go on the radio and on the on the uh, television, and your flight. You know, you jet set and rock star, but then you come home and you you honor that other part of you, that part that needs to self care and nurture, and relax, and uh, spend time with animals. Animals are wonderful. What
0: do you want to say? Uh, oh, this is just, uh, I've been uh, harking back to uh, uh, Scott, what you said about how it's, it's fine to take uh, pride yeah. in yourself. In, in psychology that we is in all chakra tantra, we center ourselves. And so you need to embrace both uh, pride and humility. If you're too prideful mm-hmm. and, you know, you're an egomaniac, people will stop relating to you. Uh, if you're uh just full of humility, uh, you, uh, you can't stand up for yourself. A balanced person, a person who's centered can say, uh, listen, a uh, part of you that uh, is, is humble, part of me that's humble, and part of me that's prideful, what do each of you have to contribute to this situation? Then you go to your fair witness and you look at the situation you're in and you decide how much of each of those polar opposites of pride and humility uh, you want to uh, express or a mute in that particular situation that you can see that you're in. And that's what a mature, uh, centered person does. And we try to do this centering with every single one of our uh, energy centers or chakras, uh, our emotional self and our protective self, our uh, our, uh, leader and our follower, all the different parts of us, they all have something to contribute. And when we realize that in ourselves, we can realize that the parts of others that bug us are merely resonating parts of ourselves that we haven't fully accepted. And when you do that, that's when you are no longer reacting to people saying terrible things to you. In just plain Tantra, to have a visualization, uh, one of my teachers said, you imagine there's this great big dung-eating a demon behind you, and while somebody might be berating you about what a terrible person you are, you just let uh, the dung eater eat it and, and uh, eat those words and put them back into the earth and recycle them. While you float love hearts from your uh center, from your heart to the other person's heart, and you say to yourself the mantra, "I love you, I love you, I love you." While they're dumping on you, and the uh, dung eater is taking care of the dung. So, Sasha, I agree that uh, pride and humility do balance. Is it possible to
2: love and accept yourself too much? Um,
0: Too much. It depends on how you define yourself, uh, Scott. As uh, I mature, I find that my sense of self includes more and more people and actually includes this whole planet and all the people on the earth. So that is part of myself, too. So it all depends on how you think of, uh, of self. But what we mean by ego is the uh, uh, means the the thing that I call I that I call myself and ego inflation means that it's all pride uh, and, and you you know but uh, uh, you know what uh, Ro- what uh, Romeo said about Juliet I can't say over the radio but it starts with an S she does. <laughs>
1: He she does herself. Yeah, I guess <laughs> my
0: view is like you. When when I love myself, I
2: love others too because I am like other people are an extension of me, you know. So it's like uh I, the more I find that I love and accept myself, the more I find that I love and accept others. But it's not really the same thing as oh. pride. Um but uh I hear what you're saying. Um well, I, I feel that provides... most people's problem is they don't love themselves enough. Uh, I feel that I feel that's a much more endemic um of people out there that um, they blame themselves, or uh, you know, or or blame others, or um, I don't know, they're, or they're negative, you know, and beat themselves up. Most of us have very self-critical voices, and so forth. And so, letting that go and starting to have your voices that support you and and uh, and are positive about you, I think it would help and serve most people.
1: Well, you do have to be careful; they don't get too full of yourself. You don't, you know, you got to get over yourself. No,
0: wait, I, one of the tricks is to uh, up uh, is to. Just, just um, deal with your critic by up-leveling your addiction to uh, perfection, which is impossible, to uh, just a preference for excellence. Then uh, you just mm. do what you can in the time you have allocated, given your other uh, duties, obligations, and things that you uh, tend to. Uh, and so uh, all boils down to a more basic principle, which is dig what you've got, don't sweat what you've not. If you appreciate what you've got, then you, you, you'll you uh, draw more and more Uh, To you, that's abundance. Uh, And if you don't draw any more to you, you're happy because you dig what you got. Right. Agree.
1: I forget what else to say. Anyway. uh, Oh yeah. You uh, wrote in a book called The House with the One-Way Mirror Floor about the evolution of consciousness. How you you talked? You um, alluded to the identification of self. Can you give a rundown of that? Rundown of that. So learn to include us in your definition of self. Oh, well, you
0: know, when, you're, when you when when you're little, you bite your own toes until you realize <laughs> that that's part of a part of you, so that the the separate child uh, you just starts to realize. Well, there's a body and there there's me, and then you hear your parents, and they're oh well, there's good me and bad me. They when when you do something like or you dislike, and then pretty soon you can transcend good me and bad me. You can just say, hey, I'm a person uh, that uh, sometimes I'm, uh, they they define me this way, and sometimes they define me that way, and that's another level. Every time that you uh, reach a higher level of consciousness you uh, have to uh, get over the Oedipus complex of that particular level and transcend it and realize that what you thought wasn't you is really you, too. So the next one is you start realizing you've you've been, well, you're like a a truck driver driving this body around, uh, and you're separated from your body. And when you realize, oh, my gosh, body and mind are really part of the same system, then you're a whole organismic person. But that's, that's just a limited part, too, until you fall in love or realize the love and form a field of another, just, you know, like your beloved and your kids and your dogs and your cats and realize, Hey, they're, they're part of me too. I, everything I do concerns them too so that myself has then got a little bit bigger than that. And then I'm in a community and I'm in a street and I'm in a town and I'm on a planet and I love the earth and I love everything and everyone in it. And so if you just keep expanding like that, and ultimately in, in, in uh, existentialism, we call this, we, Epoch, you realize that you are one with the uh, the uh, with the origin of all in the universe. That out of the divine play of leela that comes from the metacosmic void where everything is just it, you start to have all these dichotomizations, but they're all the same uh, in their real identity.
1: Right. So if you take into consideration yourself and the apparent other and it usually starts with the, the person your mother father your brother sister or your beloved your your sexual loving mate that you maybe marry or stay with but if we could expand that beyond and that's what concept teaches us how to expand and create a coherent field with other people and that you don't have to have sex or not sex you're just in a grid with people that you care and then it goes to animals. If each person is an individual and then it would all merge into each other, we would love the whole planet and we would, we would find yeah. systems that wouldn't, wouldn't destroy the, the, the world, which ultimately kills all of us. So this is, it's not just a, a fun thing to do you know, with your lover. It's like this is what we need to do to save the earth and all of its creatures and creatures and, and species. It's critical mass. Yeah, I
0: agree. You need to
2: critical
0: mass
3: yeah. and do it.
0: The natural it state of people is loving uh, oneness. And given the fact that you love everybody uh, and everything, you get to be very selective with your involvement. Love doesn't <laughs> mean involvement. It just means that you love.
1: Right, right, love. We have yeah, about I think 10 I minutes.
0: Loving okay. all beings
2: is another keys of enlightenment. Yes, yes. <laughs> And when we all because unconditionally love each other and the I, planet, then we'll save it <laughs> and ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like cutting off the nose in the middle of your face, you know, or trying to cut off a limb, you couldn't do it because you would feel too much for the other to harm them. You would—they're an extension of you. I can't—I can't do that behavior, or that action, because it, hurting them is like hurting myself. That's—that's that's the point you get to. You can't do it anymore. So, uh, I we can get there with tantra because it it, teaches how to move past our skin and encapsulated self sense, which isolates us from the rest of the planet. Many people feel lonely, besides acceptance, they feel lonely. They feel alone, but they're really connected to everybody. And so, this helps us accept everybody, no matter what uh, shape or form or, or color or. You know, gender, whatever they're they're walking, whatever avatar they're driving. We learn to accept all beings, all consciousness in everybody and everything. With touch, go ahead. That's-
2: yeah, and not just beings, but the earth itself. You know, it's like we have a saying: "Is like once you orgasm directly with the earth, and you'll be more concerned to save it." <laughs> but it's like you could actually feel the oneness with it. all things. You know, every plant, every rock, every every atom. You know, that's. Uh, was kind of referring to earlier. And when you have that level of love for the world and everything in it, then then we'll start, you know, being more um, long term thinking with uh, with you know saving our resources and not destroying the planet as well as each other.
0: Right, right, Sash. Yeah. Well, I just say uh, that you know, yeah, you could, we certainly can have uh, this abstract um, love and extension and feeling for everybody, but it's way easier for almost everybody I know to be intimate and say what's really going on to someone that they're having intercourse or other kind of uh, intimate uh, connection with. And so I, I highly recommend even though Tantra is groovy when you do it solo, uh, I recommend uh, having partner or partners.
1: Yeah. All I'll right. just you
0: look- reiterate that as a, yeah,
1: go ahead. When I
0: choice. had Melanie, um, when I
2: met Melanie about nine years ago, even though I've been practicing Tantra for 20 years, it really started accelerating with, with Melody. Because then I could, instead of taking the subtle energy and sending it out and then recreating and so forth, I could send it into her, and she could feel it, send it into me, and it was more powerful than when I sent it to her. So it creates this circuit, and it just really accelerated our Tantra journey and path and experiences and so forth. And it's fun, you know. It's like it's much more fun to practice when sex is involved
0: than
2: <laughs> just meditating in silence, at least as far as I'm concerned. So I, a partner uh, great.
0: Yeah. And You know, some of the tantra techniques that we teach uh, as for dudes is how to just bring the energy up so you don't squirt and it's all over soon. Uh, and to prolong mm-hmm. sex and to get joy in the other person's joy. That's the real, instead of focusing on yourself, you just uh, uh, let yourself merge with the other people and uh, promote their joy. Yeah. And you, you learn to
1: navigate the walk when you have a partner in life. It's, it's, we're not... Uh, isolated solar beings by nature we, we tend to enjoy relationships being in relationship and so with tantra you learn to navigate the waters together and to do the dance of life together and that takes in all chakras and everything that that happens to one happens to both and it, it's really a, it does accelerate your individual process of becoming conscious because if that's your ultimate mirror is your Relationships, especially your intimate relationships, or ships that you're involved with in a, a sexual uh, dynamic relationship.
0: and I can, you can you know everybody is in inside of you too. I guess like uh, Jesus said, the Father and I are one. That means that you know you have God inside you, uh, and it's not that's, something external. So that, that's a really good thing to remember. Absolutely.
1: Okay, well, we're running out of time here. Is there anything we uh, should uh, do in a final question? Or... Well,
0: talk about your next events yeah. and stuff That's
2: like a good that. Idea. I, I, and I just want to point out, Do you guys want to speak for a couple minutes about your books that you published, and I'm curious oh. what your plans are for 2018.
0: Go ahead, talk about the books, honey. Well, we have two uh, 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 well we have several books out, but the, but the latest one uh, we 've just done this year are uh, all chakras uh, Tantra for all chakras and this is a basic thing for a person to just Uh, work through, uh, it's got all these exercises and examples in it where you can just work through things with your lover and get all kinds of very, very interesting things going. And then there's one called Teach Tantra, which is one of the very best things. If you're starting a relationship or you want to improve it, get the Teach Tantra book and you teach your lover Tantra. And you say, hey, I want to teach you Tantra so you can love me more better. As we say in Hawaii, you can love me better. (laughs) As we say, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, and and just going through these exercises. Well, what happens when you teach somebody else something, you learn it even better, and all the exercises have a turnaround. So you're teaching your lover how to love you better, and then you're saying, okay, now it's your turn. You take me through these cue sheets that we have inside this book, and I'll learn how to be a better lover for you. And the way I with this is just totally amazing. And if you're a Tantra teacher, what you do is you get to teach Tantra book uh, uh, and uh, that's what you use to take for the class, and you have the students do the all sh- uh, tantra for all chakras uh, in a series of lessons that we have there, and it takes them uh, through that. So that's that's two of our books. We also have another book called How to Really Love a Woman, and that's totally focused on the woman, since her uh, physiology is a bit more complex than that of a man, and you need to understand uh, her inner world. What would you like to say, honey?
1: You know, I. Well, that was perfect. <laughs> um, and and we we'll, we'll have and, a couple more books we'll be bringing to you. Once we, we're, we're interested eventually in certifying people as trained as uh, tantra educators and trainers because, you know, we're getting up there in age, <laughs> and uh, we want to, you know, at some point in your legacy. What is your legacy? So we have a legacy we're building. Uh, to lead to future generations but also while we're doing that we hope that we live longer because we're working on things like physical immortality and the you know uh, the cures for all diseases so those things are possible within this generation that's alive here so i know it sounds like Mm -hmm. science fiction the fact we can do this so So living in terms of, we talked about earlier that we tend to destroy the planet because we're going to die and be out of it (laughs) here at some subconscious level, and and we don't care what happens in the future. But if you're still alive, you know, 100 years from now, you're going to treat the planet differently than if you're going to be dying and getting out of it and and giving it to the next generation. Um, That might be on a subconscious level. But we need to think in terms of we can live to be the uh, physically immortal beings, because we are immortal beings on a spiritual level. And when we start integrating those two things, we create a a more kind and loving and conscious planet for everybody. Okay, final words about you. What's your website? What are your events coming up?
2: Oh, yes. Our website is ecstatichearts.com. EcstaticHearts.com, and we have all sorts of online trainings and in-person trainings and all sorts of uh, things and tools to support you. Our next uh, weekend intensive is called the Path to Ecstasy, and it's uh, January 26th to 28th. It starts Friday night and it goes the weekend here in Austin, Texas area, and um, it's uh, it's a pretty good deal. Um, it's less than 500 bucks, and it is something that will teach you all the core. Uh, lessons or many of the core lessons that it takes to become a Tantra master. And and with that class alone um, and a regular practice, it can completely transform your life in amazing ways. I mean, even now, 20 years later, after taking that class, I'm still growing and learning from it because it's one of the few um, weekends that just keeps on giving, you know, over and over again. There's there's never – I haven't found the end of Tantra yet. It's like as much of the amazing experiences and stuff that we've um, uh, experienced, It's there's always a deeper level. And um, so we highly recommend coming to that. And there's something about being in a group of other people, you know, 30, 40 people, um, of the energy and the, the community, you know, that we kind of talked about earlier that really supports you um, through the process. So I think that's the most powerful way to learn Tantra. And then, you know, utilizing books and videos and things to support you on the journey um, is is a great way to stay motivated, um, along with the community. Anyway, so that's and then we have our own. We're we're going to do a joint program um, here in July. Um, we uh, we haven't got the exact date and time yet, but uh, did you want to say a little bit about the class that you'll be teaching when we work together again?
0: Go ahead, Tosh. Toshington. Oh, we. we... Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, one of the things we're, g- we're going to uh, definitely do more time is is the the, ki- the amazing kind of uh, breathing that we do. It's the very the same for men. It's the very same kind of breathing that we uh, do to uh, make the energy go up instead of squirt out of our lingams. And so uh, we just we we do with the yoga itself. We learn how to inhale as we have more rooms in the uh, rib cage and exhale as we. Uh, uh, Contract the lungs, and we follow that by a, a, a move called the belly hold and the pelvis hold that starts this energy going up your spine. Well, when I was just learning it as part of yoga and then as part of ejaculatory control, I thought I would apply it to other things too. So I applied it to long distance swimming and riding my bikes and running, and it makes everything easier and faster, and it makes you an energy bunny. It's really cool. And that's one of the things I'm going to teach. <laughs> that <Cool>. and more. <laughs>
1: What are you going to teach in this show? Just sure. out of time. Let's let Melanie say something and then we're going to be out of time. Go ahead, Melanie.
3: Well, we'll be teaching how to access greater love, joy, ecstasy, and bliss. And learning how to stay in those um, states of higher enjoyment and bliss for longer and longer periods of time and how to move through our more difficult emotions so that we can move through and release them versus staying in emotions like depression, anxiety, upset, whatnot. But so move through that stuff and get to more of the good stuff. Excellent.
1: Okay, we're out of time. Your final words, Sasha? Uh,
0: Just uh, one of the highlights that we're going to do is we're going to teach you how to touch the inner parts of uh, the uh, 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 female uh, sex organs in a way that gives them incredible uh, bliss and a squirting orgasm.
1: All right, and we are out of time. Thank you so much, sisters, for joining us on Taja Talk. And we will be back with you
0: again
1: soon. All together, say.
0: Aloha. 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 Aloha.